Good morning. Very warm welcome to our service of worship. I'd like to especially welcome it for anyone who's visiting today or worshiping with us for the first time. And just to say that we do have tea and coffee after the service and uh, this week and the coming weeks we'll be going to the, the large hall which is through the door on my left and just keep going along the corridor and you'll find it. And uh, so that's uh, open to everyone. We hope you'll be able to stay for that time. So as we gather together to worship God, may we know God's loving presence here with us. We hear this, these words from Psalm 67. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you. So let's worship God together as we sing hymn number 454, Majesty, Worship His Majesty, and we're going to sing it through twice. Let's pray together. 
Almighty God, Lord of all the earth, as we gather this morning to worship you and bring you our praise and thanksgiving, may we give you all honor and glory for your great love for us in sending your Son, Jesus, into our world to be our Savior. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we rejoice that you have given us so much and that you delight to give good gifts to your children. Grant us greater understanding of your love and teach us to know you more fully and to live in the power of your Holy Spirit. Forgive us for being so often distracted from what is important and for failing to love you or to love each other as we should. Forgive us for words and actions and attitudes that harm rather than build up in love. Cleanse us and renew us once again that we may walk in step with your spirit and demonstrate the love of God this day and each day. For we ask it through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, good morning. It's great to see you. Who's, who's been on holiday? Anyone? Well, I was on holiday and Rosie was on holiday. Anyone else been? No? No? Well, it's been, it's been uh, just, it's nice to get, go away and it's nice to be back with you. And it's really nice to um, be here on a day when it's such lovely weather. And it just, uh, it's great to have the sunshine again. Well, today I like to tell you a story about, um, it's uh, David, who um, we know for as King David of Israel, and he wrote lots of what we call psalms. They're songs and prayers of, of uh, his prayers, and there's also a collection of other songs that were, make up a book called the Psalms in the Bible. And these are songs and prayers that are there to encourage us to see what people were going through. And this morning, we're going to be thinking about um, uh, this first part of the morning, a Psalm 20, which was one which David um, wrote when he was actually feeling that he needed God's courage to do something. He was facing lots of enemies on his, the borders of his country, and he, as king, had to defend his country, and he wasn't sure if they could win. But then he remembered that if he asked God, God could help him and give him strength, and that God was on his side, that God wanted him to do well. And so he wrote, um, he, he decided, right, well, God is strong. I need God's strength. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write a song. And I'm going to get the, everyone around. I'm going to get people in my army. I'm going to get some of the other people to come. And we're all going to sing this song uh, together. 
And that's what he did. He, he wrote his song, his prayer down, asking for God to help him, to give him strength. And then the next day, he got everyone around and he said, I'd like you to help me by singing these words that I've written. And so they all sang, I won't, I won't sing the words for you, but um, they all sang words like, may God give you strength and may he give you courage and um, then we will sing and celebrate when God gives us victory in battle. And that's, uh, that's what they did, they all sang. And afterwards, David was feeling really encouraged because everyone was declaring that God is able to help us, that God is strong, and that we can get God's strength. And that's often why we sing uh, hymns. It actually helps us in our faith. It strengthens us, and it lifts us. And I'm sure uh, we, we like to sing when, um, just to get, encourage ourselves sometimes. And so that's, um, that, was a, that was a really good story, because he went on and was, was successful in the battle um, to def- defend his country. Well, we're going to uh, sing a song uh, now, and uh, if I could have the, the words up, it's, si- it's number 809, I think it is, um, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, and um, if we could go on to the verse for a second, just on to the next one. Now, for, there's three verses and one chorus, and uh, for the verses, you might like to clap, um, but for the chorus, there are some actions. So um, it goes, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And um, depending on where you're sitting, you, might, you can join in with your legs as well. But if you're sitting in a pew, probably best just to use your arms. Maybe a wee bit swaying there, so to get into it. And the righteous run into it, and they are saved. Okay? Uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are saved. And that's just, uh, that's just reminding ourselves that when we're facing troubled times, we can run to God. He's our strong tower, and he will help us. He will save us uh, from the things that are getting at us. So, that's, uh, so let's, uh, let's stand and sing together. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
We're going to come now to hear God's word read. Our readings this morning are to be found in the Psalms of David, Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. These can be found from page 567 in the NIV Bible and also on the screens. Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning? oppressed by the enemy. My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And Psalm 43. Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why? Have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, 
to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Amen. And God will bless to us these readings from his holy word, and to him be all praise and all glory. Let us continue our worship in the singing of Mission Praise number 16. All my hope on God is founded. Mission Praise 16. Let's pray together as we come to God's word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your living word. We thank you for all the different parts of your word. As we look at the Psalms today, we thank you for these songs and prayers of your people, which we 
enjoy and benefit from today. And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us in our hearts and our minds, that however we come to you today, whatever things are we are facing, whatever things are on our minds, Lord, we would be able to know that you are able to help us with all. So Lord, help us now to, to focus on what you have for us today. We ask that by your Holy Spirit, you would make clear to us your word and speak into our lives. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that we look for in others is authenticity. We want to know that people are being genuine with us, whether it's in our news or with the people we meet. We like to know that things are as they seem, that there's no hidden agenda or ulterior motive. We don't like it when we're given a false impression about something, when what's promised turns out to be quite different or not as good as we were expecting. I'm sure we've all experienced this in some way or another. Recently, I purchased something online. I bought an ink cartridge for my home printer, and it was advertised on a reputable website uh, as being brand new. So I selected the item and paid for it. A few days later, the package arrived, and I opened it up, and it said on the outside of the ink cartridge that the guarantee had expired last year. So it wasn't new after all. The advert wasn't genuine. Fortunately, I got my money back, but I found out um, that the company had actually tried to sell me some old stock and called it new. When it comes to our Christian faith, the temptation is sometimes to gloss over the difficult things, to present an impression that isn't quite genuine. The temptation is to try and give the impression that somehow we're immune to the struggles or to try and hide away the painful and hurtful things of life, maybe because we're unsure how we're going to deal with them. In a day when we're becoming increasingly aware of problems people are facing with things like depression, anxiety, and loneliness, to name but a few, it's important to find out what the Bible, what God's Word tells us about God's solutions for our problems. Because we need to find solutions for ourselves and also solutions to share with others, solutions that are real and genuine, that don't gloss over the reality of the difficult things, but point us to the God of hope, for whom no one and nothing is beyond his ability to save. And that's why over the next few weeks we're, we're going to be looking at some of the Psalms because in the Psalms we find people who don't gloss over things when they're struggling. Instead, they, they get real with God in their prayers. The Psalms give a, a real window onto the soul of people who wrote them. Whatever their problem or difficulty, whatever their emotion or concern, we can find people facing similar things in the Psalms to the things that we face. 
The Psalms uh, show us people who are fearful or angry, remorseful, defeated, discouraged, depressed, as well as those who are happy, forgiven, peaceful, grateful, joyful, and in awe of God and his loving kindness. In other words, the 150 Psalms span the whole spectrum of people's experiences of life and faith, uh, which they share openly in their prayers. And these are recorded in God's Word to help us in our life and faith today. And so as we look at these Psalms, we can ask ourselves these questions. What's the issue here? And how is the issue addressed? So in Psalms 42 and 43, uh, which the Bible commentators believe were actually one, uh, one psalm at one point, were joined together, they present a picture of a person going through a really difficult time. This person is what we might say today, running on empty. And if we imagine our souls as being shaped like a cup, this man's cup is empty. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. He's dry inside. He's also downcast, disturbed and, and mournful. He's feeling got at by others, oppressed, isolated and in agony. And perhaps worst of all, he's feeling forgotten and rejected by God. So it's not a pretty sight looking through the window of this man's soul because it's a sight of someone who's in a real depression, struggling with his circumstances, his emotions, and his faith. And so there's no glossing over the issues. This is someone who's being honest and real with God about how they're really struggling at present. So the writer of these Psalms, who's not identified in the Bible, has some genuine issues in life. External pressures, physical pain, and internal doubts and depression. His circumstances, whatever they may be, are challenging. And he's really finding it difficult to cope with what's going on. However, I'd like us to compare the experience of this psalmist, this writer, with the well-known psalm, Psalm 23, the best known perhaps of all. Because we do know the writer of Psalm 23, as we were thinking about earlier, King David of Israel, because the Bible tells us that he wrote it. It's a prayer written by him of his experience of life and his faith in God, and it paints a very different picture from what we have in Psalm 42 and 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely good, your goodness 
and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so first of all, David is very conscious of God's presence with him. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He refreshes me. He guides me. You're with me. You prepare a table before me. Your goodness and love will follow me. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And David feels full. And in his soul, he, he feels his cup is filled up. I lack nothing. He refreshes my soul. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And we contrast this with the writer of Psalms 42 and 3, where he has an empty cup. He thirsts for God in his soul. While David's cup overflows his, and his table is full, this writer is having the opposite experience. The question we might ask is, was this a different experience for the two psalm writers due to their circumstances being different? Did David have an easy time that made him write this way compared with the writer of Psalm 42 and 43? Well, when we look at Psalm 23 a bit closer, more closely, we find that while there are green pastures and quiet waters, there are also experiences of going through the darkest valleys, of being surrounded by enemies who have evil plans for David. And that sounds very similar indeed to the kind of challenging circumstances that the the other psalmist is facing, for he is also going through a dark valley, a valley of depression and doubt and pain. And he's also surrounded by those who mean him harm or who are taunting him, making his life difficult. And what this shows is that while we can't always change our circumstances with with God's help we can change how we respond to them through our faith David faced very challenging circumstances and found a way through recognizing God was with him helping him and supplying his needs the writer of Psalm 42 and 3 also has challenging circumstances he's not in the place in his soul, as David is in responding to the challenges, he's, he's empty where David was in a place of feeling and being full. But he is moving in that direction. He doesn't stay where he is. And that's helpful to us to see how we can also find a way through when we are in that place of being empty, of being dry, of struggling because we see that he finds a way forward through the struggles. So what is it that the psalmist does that helps him respond and find God's refreshing in his life again? How does he move from his cup being empty to having it filled and overflowing like David's cup was? Well, the first thing that we should note in the psalm is that the psalmist tells it like it is. He gets real with God. 
He doesn't sugarcoat what's going on with him. He lets it all out in his prayers. And it's important for us to know that God wants us to be real with him in our prayers. We don't have to speak in a particular way. We can speak to him with what's in our hearts, what's in our minds. Because he actually knows what we're facing. He's just waiting for us to come to him with our issues, with the things that concern us. So it won't take him by surprise if we tell him what we're actually facing or we're actually feeling. But the psalmist doesn't stay in this place of, um, of just letting it all out. He's, he doesn't let it turn into just being a moan or, or complaining and just leave, leave it there. He's not just voicing his doubts and fears. He starts in that place because that's where he has to start, where he is. But he doesn't stay there. Because the second thing that we can find that he does is that he actually kind of takes himself in hand. He, if you like, gives himself a talking to. He doesn't wallow in self-pity or his feelings of being downcast. He decides to face a higher reality, the reality that God can help him. And so he says to himself, even though he's not feeling like it, he says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. What's going on here is he's telling himself, I don't feel it. I might not even think it, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to declare that he is the one who can help. And it's so important for us to recognize that when we're feeling low or down, that we don't simply listen to the, the voices that are telling us reasons we should be feeling negative about our lives. Because there's a, a great truth we need to remind ourselves about. We need to remind ourselves that, that God promises to be with us. We need to remind ourselves that God is greater than our problems and our struggles. We need to remind ourselves, like the psalmist, that God has been faithful to us. We, we can look back and see times where we know that God has been working in our lives. And so we can be thankful for his faithfulness as well. And the psalmist questions himself over and over, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And then he goes on to give himself a talking to by saying, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Now, he's not there yet. He's still feeling quite low, but he's reminding himself of the source of his hope, that the source of his hope is God by declaring his faith that he will yet praise God. He might not be feeling like it now, but he will yet be doing it. He'll be praising God who is his God and his Savior. And so, as the psalmist reminds himself of the God who is the rock and the stronghold, it builds his faith and enables him to take that next step. He reminds himself who God is above how he's feeling. And that's really important for us, to remind ourselves who God is. God doesn't change our circumstances may change. Our feelings will change. But God doesn't change. 
And so, as the psalmist reminds himself of, of this God and builds his faith up, it enables him to take that next step. The first step was to tell it like it is, to get real with God. The second step was to take himself in hand, to give himself a talking to, to remind himself of who God is and of God's faithful love for him. But then he moves on to this third step, which he describes in verse 4 in, the, in Psalm 43. He says, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. He turns to thank and to praise God. He gives what we might call God a sacrifice of praise. Because it's easy to thank God and to give him praise when things are going well. It's not so easy when A, we're facing challenging circumstances, B, we're not feeling like it, and C, we're having some doubts about where we are with God. But the psalmist describes here going to the altar of God. And the altar of God was a place of sacrifice. It took, took an effort some people had to travel many miles to get to it in Jerusalem. And something had to be given. There was a cost involved. And sometimes the last thing we feel like doing is thanking and praising God. But when we do it anyway, it opens the gate to receive the joy and the peace that God wants us to have. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. It shows us a way through. It shows us the, the gate into receiving from God is thanksgiving and praise. It's like taking a step of faith. It's not for, for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. We are declaring that God is good and faithful. And that increases our faith. And it opens us to seeing beyond the circumstances to the one who is able to meet us and give us all we need this day and every day. Because God doesn't want us living on empty. He wants to fill us with his life-giving water, just as Jesus offered water to the, the woman at Samaria, uh, the well in Samaria. In that gospel reading in in, verse, uh, in chapter 4 of John's Gospel, we have this story where Jesus asks a woman for a drink of water at a well. But really, Jesus wanted to give her what she needed. He could see her life was empty. He could see her life was being lived well short of the life God had for her. And so Jesus spoke into the depths of her heart. He told her her life story. And he showed her that God knew her, warts and all, and loved her anyway. And as Jesus spoke into her life, her empty cup became full of living water. Her soul and her spirit came alive. Revelation chapter 1 verse 15 says that Jesus' voice is like the sound of rushing waters. Now, water in the Bible often represents the Holy Spirit. And so when we read in Psalm 42, verse 7, that deep calls to deep 
In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and your breakers have swept over me. What we're having described is the way that God, when he speaks his words of truth into our lives, we experience a refreshing of our souls, the refreshing that David spoke of in Psalm 23. We receive the life of God's Spirit. And in our need, we receive the comfort and the strength that we need in the midst of all that's happening in our lives. How do we hear God's voice and his words of life to refresh our souls? Well, we ask God to speak to us. We spend time in prayer. We read his words. We meditate on his promises. We spend time with people who encourage us in our faith. The most important thing, however, is to recognize our need and to come to God with our need. Whatever our life circumstances, God wants us to refresh our souls and renew our hope in him. He wants our empty or our half-filled cups to be filled to overflowing. And through Jesus, who died for our sins so that we could be forgiven and rose again to give us life forever, we may find that fullness of life in his spirit. For as Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that uh, you're the God who wants us to be filled with the knowledge of your love for us, that you want us to hear your words of encouragement, your words of life. And we thank you, Lord, for these verses in, in your, your word which remind us of the way that you have done this in other people's lives. And so, Lord, we ask that you would fill us afresh with those life-giving words, that you would speak into our hearts, give us what we need, so that we may be filled afresh with that Spirit who gives life and who enables us to take that good news of Jesus to those around us. So, Lord, through this week, we ask that you would speak your encouragement into our hearts and our minds, and help us to share those words with others too. Fill us afresh, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue our worship now as we sing Mission Praise number 37, As the Deer Pants for Water.
come now to our prayers for others. Let's pray. Eternal and ever faithful God, your word stands forever and your promises are sure. Thank you that we can put our trust in you and know that through Christ, nothing can ever separate us from your love for us. We thank you, Lord, for the reassurance this brings that when all around is changing, you are faithful and never changing. And so we look to you and give you our thanks and praise that your steadfast love never ceases, your mercies never come to an end, for they are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. Help us to be faithful in our prayers, in bringing our world and the people around us and those with particular needs before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord, that you encourage us to pray and keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ, for those in authority and for people of all places, because you love each one and have given them everything through Jesus, our Savior. God of love and power, we pray for your church in this parish. We remember all the different congregations in the G52. We especially pray this morning for the Baptist Church in their new building, having their dedication service. We pray your blessing upon them and upon each of the congregations. Lord, we pray for your church throughout the world. We pray for all your people that through the power of your Holy Spirit, your people may live with courage and faith in sharing the gospel of Christ in word and deed. We pray for the Queen and those in authority we pray especially at this time, Lord, for your wisdom, for your peace, for your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, for your peace amongst our nation. Lord, we pray for your grace and your mercy. We pray for your way forward for us all. And Lord, as we pray for our community, our country, we also remember the nations of the world. We pray that following the ways of truth and justice, they may be free from bitterness and strife, and by the power of your love, live in peace. Bless with your comfort all who are in trouble or pain. Heal those who are sick. Support those who are dying. Console those who mourn. Lord, we especially pray for those who come to the service next Sunday afternoon, that you will bring your comfort and your peace. And Lord, we ask that you would supply the wants of all who are in need and be near to those whom we name now in our hearts in the silence.
Loving Lord, bless our homes that love and joy may dwell there and keep those who are absent from us within the protection of your love. And we give thanks for those who have died in the faith, especially those known to us, who have entered into the joy and peace of your nearer presence. Grant that we may follow their example and come to share with them the glory of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit is worshipped and glorified forever. Amen. We continue our worship as we bring our offerings and gifts to God. Gracious God, we thank you for your generous provision for all our daily needs, and we thank you for your gift of forgiveness and life everlasting and every spiritual blessing out of the riches of Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we ask, Lord, that you would bless and multiply the gifts we bring this day for the work of your kingdom, as we also present ourselves to live for you and for your glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We conclude our time of worship as we sing our final hymn, Mission Praise 1072, In Christ Alone.
my hope is found. And now the peace of God which passes all human understanding. Guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you this day and remain with you always.